Hey, I'm Bree. I'm Jen. And I'm Emily. We're going to talk about how crazy life can get while building a successful business and raising a young family. It may get messy. It's always messy. <laughs> but we're going to get real and talk about the highs and lows that come along with these different phases of motherhood. We hope you join in on the community that we're building of like-minded moms as we continue on our mission to find the balance. Hey guys, welcome back to The Balance. So we're just kind of catching up with each other, seeing how everyone's week has been going. Um, hope you guys had an amazing Easter. Uh, I know we're on a time delay, but it was just Easter weekend. So how was everyone's Easter? Mine was great. Um, took some much needed family time. Got to hang out with my family that lives over in Lake Mary that we don't get to see as much as we'd like. Um, and then Sunday, of course, spent the day hopping around between grandparents' house and egg hunts and all the fun things. I love that. What about you, Bree? So our weekend was great as well. We enjoyed Easter. And I feel like there's like two holiday weekends a year in our industry where we can actually just like check out, not work, and really just soak up that time with our family. And Easter is one of them. And um, I just really, really enjoyed the time. We had, you know, Brooks and Baylor, they're two and three. So they're just kind of at that age where they understand and they want to do the egg hunts and do all the fun things together. So we had a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. So we're at the age where um, it's just, it's super busy. But like you said, Brie, um, being able to slow down and for the most part, people respect that it's, you know, a holiday, um, a sacred holiday in our house, you yeah. know. Um, but um, just all in all, I have family in town from Canada, which I'm super, super grateful for. So I think we all had a good weekend. Yeah, wait, can I bring something up that I just realized I haven't even told you guys? Um, so, I don't know. This I, always I think I can me. say it on the podcast. So, Harper, we can edit this if we feel like we shouldn't put this on. <laughs> Harper, like, uh, came to the realization that the Easter Bunny is <gasps> me. <laughs> I am the bunny. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did, she, did she make the connection? I was really scared for what you were about <laughs> to say. I was kind well, of really like, nervous. I don't know, like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should probably like put a warning on there. Um, yeah. So she on like Saturday, I was talking about how like we needed to get to sleep so the Easter Bunny could come because Easter Bunny was probably very tired. And she was like, um, you're the Easter Bunny. <laughs> I was like, and it caught no, you off guard. I'm not. <laughs> not and then at all. Yeah. yeah. And so I text Taylor because he was still out of town. He came home Sunday morning and I was like, oh, shoot. Like, what do I do? Like, yeah. do, do I tell her? Like, ah. Oh. So anyway, I just like I was like, oh, no, Harper, I'm not the Easter Bunny, like, whatever. I so she how went convincing to bed. you were. I was not because then like the next morning, she's like opening her basket and she was like, I love this. How did the Easter Bunny know I'd like this? Oh. And like giving me the looks and stuff. And she was like, You are the Easter Bunny. And I was like, shh, shh, shh. you know, like oh, you still God. have a little brother and sister. So I somehow had like the talk with her, and we're gonna like we've already decided that we're gonna do the whole like you know. What I told Santa you and Easter, it's like the, the spirit, the magic. Yeah, but I wanted remember? to like get that down, and yeah, you and guys remember my little Santa thing? Yeah, that, that was, was my yes. next question for you. Uh, did she lump all those amazing, you know? I think together? so. Like, I she didn't explicitly like say it, but I mean, yeah. I, I feel so like Jax once you know one, you know like all. Jacks, when we kind of came to the realization, and you know, I'm like, why couldn't he be the kid that was like? He knew, but he would never let on because right. there's so many people that 
that that's the case for. But no, mm-hmm. once we had that conversation, we did try to spin it into, you know, um, are you sure you're ready to know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you are, it's a big responsibility because then mm-hmm. you have to partake in the magic part of it. Right. Um, so he got really into that. But he yeah. literally looked at me and he was like, so mommy, Santa's not real. He was like, what about the Easter bunny? <laughs> what about <laughs> the <laughs> like all of it yeah. so it was kind of bang 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 but um yeah I think a conversation is good to have yeah and I'm not gonna lie one of my thir- first thoughts was like oh my god she can help with the elves this year <laughs> that's what Jax did yeah. I was like oh, she'll, she'll love that like that's right up her alley you know They'll, it'll be the most extravagant year of the elves <laughs> we've ever had oh my gosh well she's gonna have fun yeah, so we haven't had the, like, official talk, but we need to because yeah. she was not the kind of kid that was, like, going to pretend for her little brother and sister. She's like, uh, mom's the Easter bunny. <laughs> well, and even when they pretend, can I tell you, it's the most, like, Obvious. in your face. Jax is like, you know, sometimes I'm like, cut it out. <laughs> you think you're helping and you're not at all. So, oh, my gosh. Um, but I love that. So, Brie, at least you'll have, you know, the magic of Christopher for years to come. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I say we we love Christopher. I hope the boys yeah. will get a they few will. good years out of yeah. that. Yeah, hopefully they'll be. I feel like Harper's young, Em. So. She's eight. I yeah, mean, my, my I niece and nephew are the eight. same age, and they came and were the bunny for my boys, and they did like a egg oh, hunt the did. day before to kind of bring that magic to us and yeah. I still like don't say it around them because I'm like no. do you know or yeah. do you not I'm like is this just fun for you you know I yeah, think I no. have to be really careful yeah, don't be the one to burst that bubble I yeah. mean they seemed like pretty clear but I was like yeah 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 the bunny the bunny the bunny's coming um, oh my gosh well what well, else is exciting I hope nobody just listened to that whole blip in their car um I, I, I feel like one of us has to do a PSA like yeah. at the beginning <laughs> Warning. <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be a lot scarier than that. You're like, there's something I well, haven't even like, told I know, you like, guys. I listen to podcasts in the car a lot with my kids, especially yeah. ones that I know like just don't have like terrible language, you know, that sort of thing. So I just didn't want anybody to... By the way, I, I think I think these podcasts <coughs> do have a like, is it explicit or not, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think ours says E. Are you serious? Really? I think it might. Because we don't we, even hardly cuss. No, we do, though. I mean, shit yeah. show comes like up a time, time or two. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, that's technically explicit. I mean, I, I would think. let my kids listen to this, but, I mean, who knows, whatever. As long as, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. It could okay. be worse. It could be worse. Sorry, guys. I mean, <laughs> should we get down to business? Yeah, yeah, I would say today is definitely an opportunity where we want to take you guys further into our business. We like to have fun when we first get in. If you can't tell, we think that shows you a little bit more about us in real still, life yeah yeah <laughs> it can be hard to like mask real life or um I guess not mask real life is what I should say but <laughs> we're excited to actually dive in with you guys today our goal is to just help you identify yourself as a businesswoman and that can be different regardless of what business you're in obviously you know the three of us are realtors here in central Florida so we'll talk a little bit about how we back into our business plan and plan for a year but Emily has some really good points to share and how that could relate to you regardless yeah, of em. what business you're in. And I'm going to throw Emily under the bus because she did some <laughs> really great planning for us so we could be ready for you guys today. Thanks, Brie. We're actually like recording this and then we're recording the recording with our phones, which is where all my notes are. So that was really kind of her to throw me under the bus. Yeah. Listen, we're trying um. to get better at this whole game and and I am not good on the like social aspect of this so guys just take heart um this is you're kind of seeing real time you know 
personal development. Yeah, we're like, figuring it, it out. We're figuring That's it out. exactly it. So, um, no, Brie had some good points, and we are going to back you guys into how we kind of determine um, for us as realtors how much we need to be doing on a monthly, a weekly basis, because that is what allows us to set those goals, hold ourselves accountable, hold each other accountable, and hit ultimately what we think makes it worth it for us to be doing what we're doing the work yeah um but i think before we get into all that the biggest thing is that um you need to determine what you want your success to look like you know not what if you're say you're in real estate right that's an easy example for us not what the realtor that you follow on instagram is doing not what your you know sister-in-law does you need to um you need to determine what it's going to look like for you. And I think the secret to success when building a business and raising a family is to define success on your own terms. Yeah, That might look like selling one house a month. That might look like selling one house every three months. Or it might look like selling a house a week, you know, but you or, have or to Or like determine. five, like, you know, yeah. some of our <laughs> counterparts, which is incredible. But I do, I, I think, um, I think it's so interesting to bring this up again because wouldn't you say that this theme comes up in all of our chats you know in our leverage in our mindset in our expectations in mom guilt and the comparison game you know I think the the reoccurring theme is one and the same that your why needs to and your your vision of success needs to be your own period, end of story. Right. And how right. does that work, you know, um, in in cohesion with whether you're on a team or whether you just have a team of three and you've got like a little Etsy shop or, you know, storefront, whatever the case may be. Um, we don't just fly blind. There is a lot of planning that goes into it. Um, and I think that comes from necessity because if you're not – um, if you're not building a business that supports the life you want to live, you're essentially just building a cage around yourself, right? You're not yeah. going to be happy. Oh, yeah. You're either going to say this isn't worth it. I'm not making enough money to be dedicating this time. Or you're going to say I'm working too much and giving up too much of my personal time. Yeah, exactly. So that's why you really have to set out before you start, no matter what your business is, exactly what you want that to look like. Yep. What is going to be worth it for you and how much time do you really want to dedicate? Yeah. And let's talk about why the business planning even became top of mind for us to share with you today. I think it's because if you are failing to plan, we've all heard this, then you're planning to fail. And yeah. I think we've all been there, whether you have a new venture, a new idea, a new nine to five job, a side hustle, or your careers in real estate. If you try to go into it, either trying to learn all the things at the same time, or you're not really planning what your next steps will be, then you don't have the systems in place to succeed. That's just facts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so we've been on this team, um, the POSIC group in Orlando, where we have had incredible mentorship and leaders in front of us to show us that you have to plan and you have to have the systems. And even more importantly, you have to be accountable to that. So it's really cool because every year as a team, we get together in about October and we start planning for the following January through December. And, um, if you're new to the team, it can really feel like, oh my gosh, why are we doing this so far in advance on like yeah. such a macro and micro level. But once you do it once, you like crave the opportunity to do mm -hmm. it every year. And we also do a um, semi-annual check-in. So at the end of the second quarter, you're checking in and reevaluating yeah. yourself and your goals. But even taking that a step further, it's... Um, 
being so self-aware that you're actually doing it like every week, I would say a lot of us are looking at our numbers on a, a daily or bi-weekly basis. Yeah, well, and I think to, to kind of hit that home, I think the, the importance of setting that kind of yearly goal, but then backtracking and backing into doing those six-month check-ins, I would argue for us, but you guys have heard us talk about the passion planner. <laughs> if you feel like you're off course, which will happen, um, you know, I have plenty of those moments. How are you going to kind of recalibrate to get back to that original like how do you get to that yearly goal um, without those you know consistent check-ins yeah and I think that's just it I think one you have to plan really well right you have to determine what success looks like to you you have to back into that to figure out what you should be doing on a monthly a weekly basis but then also you need to be tracking and you need to be checking in so that you're held accountable because you can have the best goals in the world But if you're never tracking and you're never checking in and you're never figuring out that was a good week, what did I do? Or that was a bad week, what went wrong? um, You're you're never going to grow. So I think that that's really the main main part too and what's actually going to make you successful is that accountability piece. We wanted to interrupt this episode of the Balance Podcast to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Posette Group. The Posette Group is a team of top producing agents in the Central Florida area. So if you're looking to buy or sell, please feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at posetgroup.com or find us on YouTube. Search Ken Posek. Absolutely. And I think what I've learned in um, watching myself grow as an agent and watch agents grow that I think applies into other businesses is a lot of people will set yearly goals and be very in tune with that. Mm -hmm. But then if you're not backing it into, okay, I have my yearly goal. I know what I need to do this year, but now what do I need to do every month? What do I need to do every week? What do I need to do every day? That's where that accountability piece that Emily yeah. mentioned comes right into play. Because when you can break it down into those smaller goals, mm-hmm. I think not only does it feel more attainable, but it keeps you going. It keeps you driven yeah, it's and what motivated. motivates you along, along yeah. the way. You know, I, I think I've spoken about this in, in other episodes, maybe just one in particular. But I, I do think... Um, you, you have to be able to celebrate those small wins. So while you have this overall, you know, yearly goal, what are you doing on whether it's a monthly basis for you or a weekly basis check-in? Make sure you're being accountable to those. Make sure, you know, it, for us, we have accountability, you know, um, we have pod, pod leaders. I, I guess I can share that, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know when you're on track and when you're not. But here's a big thing for me, and you guys can, you know, either agree or not agree. But um, for me, um, if my personal goals are not aligned with my goals at work, you know, and I mean personal goals, like what – financial goals are you setting, you know, be it that it's with your partner, your husband, whatever the case may be, um, as a family, you know, do you want a vacation more? Do you want to um, have more experiences with your kids? Whatever. You need to kind of align what, what you guys want to do personally with how you envision, you know, your profession to kind of take off. Because um, I think when everything is in alignment, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and it is easy to kind of reset if your goals are not kind of, pu- you know, moving towards that yearly goal. But yeah. can we talk, Brie, you're really good at this. So I would love for you to explain kind of I how, hope I'm we good back, at it. how we back <laughs> into the financial end of things because let's, yeah. let's get real. Yeah, um, that's important. You know, um, what we are able to earn 
it is an important piece of this. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, I think that's why we, we all strive to own a business. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe you're not in real estate, but maybe you own an Etsy shop or you have your own cake baking company. You are opening a storefront retail, whatever it is. I do think this is really important because this is what changed my mindset in becoming a business owner. And I think, Jen, to your point, you want all of that to be in line. But the first mm-hmm. thing you got to do is you have to map out what are your expenses? What is the bare minimum that you 100%. have to make to survive (laughs) yeah pay your bills you know that's that's number one and then I think beyond that a lot of that comes into then what are those other goals do Mm -hmm. you have do you want to go on a vacation this year do you want to buy an investment property do you want to upsize your primary home do you need a new car or do you just need to pack that savings account those are all things that we have the opportunity to talk about as a team and um being able to really get granular on that has opened my mind in those things. So that's number one, map yeah. out your expenses. Um, and I, sorry, we have something going on with our camera, but we are back. <laughs> we, you probably didn't even hear anything skip, but we're back. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I said, guys, we're just kind of learning, learning as we go guys. So number one's map out your expenses. And then just as we talked about backing your goals from the yearly, monthly, weekly, and daily, that's what you're going to do with your goal as well. So for us as real estate agents, we'll give you a very simple breakdown. Let's say your goal is to make $100,000 this year. And that's going to cover not only your expenses, but your goals and what you have set forth for your family. So for us, we're then using our average price point for um, our team. That's based on a home. So what's the average price point of the home that we're selling? We're then um, multiplying that. <laughs> Here I am, my math lesson. No, it's, by, it's, 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 it's good. By I your think. average commission that you make on that home. Um, and then from there, it's going to give you the number of homes that we would need to sell that year to hit $100,000. So in this case, that would be 16 homes at $500,000 you know, per home. And then that's able to tell you, so this agent, if that was their goal on average, they would need to sell 1.3 homes per month. And you're probably like, well, wow, like how does that, how does that really work together and and keep you accountable? But what that is, is it's a system and it's a Mm -hmm. tracker. And I feel like without that, you're like, yeah, I want to sell another home. But what does that really mean to Emily's point, your why for your financial goals and for your family? So that's where I would encourage you to start and and keep going is number Mm -hmm. one with your expenses is but then what are some of those other goals that will help you hit the financial aspect of it because I think that's number one yeah and this is really where that accountability and tracking comes in once you figured out these numbers so like you know for most of us we're trying to sell three to four homes a month I would say on average um so then whenever you look at your numbers you know if you go a month and you sell one home and the next month you sell no homes and then you're gonna go well I'm never gonna hit my goal if I keep doing what I've been doing so what needs to change yep and that allows you to reevaluate rather than waiting until the end of the year and you look back and go well dang I only sold four homes like what happened you know yes instead you can change you can get back on course and still be able to hit those goals so I think that 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 tracking piece is probably the biggest takeaway well yeah and I can speak to that personally because as we all know in this business and and this goes for all of us you're going to have peaks and valleys and ups and downs um and some months you will sell less than others um but I think if you can do the gut check of how am I showing up? Mm-hmm. Am I, you know, staying true to those goals? And if not, how am I going to kind of, you know, um, come up with different systems? And obviously we have the benefit of bouncing things off of each other, but also our pod- 
pod leaders. Um, so I, I really think it. we have all the tools. Um, it's just implementing them and staying true to yourself, being yeah. honest with yourself, which, uh, okay. so That's like, the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> like if like, you can't be honest with yourself, then right. I think you're leaving a gap for error. And to your point, Jen, if yeah. you're not hitting your goal, let's say for that month, you're, that month you had a goal of four homes and you yep. only sold one. Yeah. Now, if you could go back and review what you did each day with your time blocking and you're doing the activities, then I say press on. You know, exactly. not every month is going to be great. But if you look back and you change your time blocks and you didn't show up and you didn't do the things that you committed to, the only person that can answer to that is you. So then you have to decide, are you going to change that goal or are you going to still commit to your goal? So I think telling yourself the truth, which I'm going to be frank when you do have, you know, outside forces kind of, you know, when you get into that comparison game, it can be really easy to get off track and and be looking at the wrong things instead of, okay, what am I going to do? Is my time blocking off? Am I not spending my time most efficiently? And I've been there, you know, I've been that, um, you know, chicken with my head cut off, but it is like, okay. Well, here's a great example. I feel like if you are just getting started in real estate or maybe it's whatever business that you're getting into, it's really easy to feel so busy when you first get off the ground and running. (laughs) Like think about us as Keller Williams agents. Okay. Keller Williams is amazing. There's so much training, but there's a lot of busy work classes as well. And if you're just doing that every day, then you're like, yes, I'm working and I'm going to get there. I'm going to hit that goal. But then when I go back and look at that time blocking, it's like, okay, none of those were revenue generating activities. And there's a lot of opportunity costs there. How can I realign that with what I'm hoping to do this year? Yeah. Which, I mean, I think no matter what business you're in, for us, obviously, real estate is is the one that speaks to us. But I agree, Brie, what we say it all the time, um, time on task over time. And you know when you get to the culmination of your week whether you've been on point or not, you know. So, oh, my gosh. Wait, I just thought of a great example. Because we are talking a lot about real estate because that's, I like, know, what we yeah. do. Obviously, we, like, yeah, eat, we know. sleep, and breathe. That's yeah. what we know. I don't want to act like I know something else, but – my husband and I fall asleep to like the food channel or the HGTV channel, just something oh that's like God. mindless that I don't feel like I have FOMO if I fall asleep. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we sleep with the TV on, but anyways, there's like those restaurant shows, right. That yeah. are like Gordon Ramsay and another one. He I can't remember his name. Intense to fall asleep. You no, know, he, he's too intense. Mm-hmm. There's another guy that I really like that's like really compassionate, but I can't remember <laughs> his name. Anyways, they go into these businesses and they're like, people have storefronts open selling food, but they don't know the cost of their food and they don't have a profit and loss statement. Uh-uh. That's like the same thing that we're talking about. Right. Like if you aren't aware, you'll see these people are like in the negative and they do that for years, but they feel like they're busy and they feel like they're have people coming in. So like, that's our message and advice to you today is if you haven't sat down to do those things, it's, it's crucial. And, you know, I recently read a book, um, by John C. Maxwell. It's the 15 invaluable laws of growth. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And really what the part that spoke to me the most was he references a lot of what are called gaps. There's eight gaps. One of them is the motivation gap Mm -hmm. and the inspiration gap and the perfection gap. It's never going to feel like the right time. And I think the key is you're never going to be motivated. Motivation actually comes from just getting started and doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can feel like such a task, just like getting your taxes done or doing anything that's not fun. But I think if you can really like dedicate a whole day, that could influence your business for a whole year versus letting that pass you by. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I, I think... 
I don't know, guys. How have you implemented? I don't know. Do you do it on a weekly basis or do you revisit and kind of, this is part of our time blocking, but do you guys kind of revisit in general your weekly goals? Because I'm just going to be super transparent and open and honest here. Um, I've, I've had to, I've been implying it, but I'll just be outright and say it. I've had to definitely do some gut checks already this year. You know, how am I spending my days? Is the time blocking on point? Um, am I contributing to my overall growth and well-being, both in my business and at home? And there's been days where I'm like, no, I'm not. How do I need to kind of recalibrate here? So I think my encouragement is also that it's okay if you don't, you know, have that, you're going to set that, that yearly goal, I hope, because it's imperative. But if you're not on point, my message would be, you know, recalibrate, just stop the noise, stop whatever it is that you feel is impeding your growth. And that might be you and and, and your own, you know, uh, mental space, but kind of stop that and kind of don't be afraid to rebalance and reset. Um, you know, I yeah, think I that, that that's that's a really important message for people to not feel like, well, all hope is lost because I'm not here, you know? Okay, so what are you going to do to press on yeah, and show exactly up it. the next day, the next week? And for me, that does matter at home just as much as it does, you know, with my business. So I love that. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I think I check in probably more so on a monthly basis, if okay. I'm being honest, yeah. like I don't necessarily check in every single week. I think in our business, we're working on averages yeah. essentially. And I think everybody has good weeks, bad weeks. So it's hard to like week by week be like, okay, I didn't sell one house this week. So next week I need to sell two. And then if you don't sell any of that, the next week I need to sell three. So I think it's easier to look back like at the end of a month and say, okay, how did I do this past month? Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, Brie, you got five under contract last week, but you Which said it was a culmination. Just, let's stop and appreciate that. That's insane. Right. But it was, you know, like you said, it was what the things you were putting into place that totally. all kind of mm-hmm. culminated in one kind of week space. Yeah. And yeah. I, th- I think it's all how our brain works. Cause I uh-huh, love hearing right. like how you guys track for yourself. Like mine is a little bit different. I do check in weekly. I think a lot of us are the same. Like I have a goal similar to people sitting here and also people on our team where the goal is to sell one home a week. Mm-hmm. Does that always happen? No. no, but for that's how like my KPI or like your key performance indicator is, did I hit that this week? Mm-hmm. And that can sound like very bland from the front. If you're listening to this as a consumer customer, client, <laughs> um, but it's not, it's not to rush our clients. It's the fact that we are nurturing a lot of people at one time yeah. and we're have a goal of helping people get to that point. So the goal yeah, is I was going to say, if you really think about it, we're working with probably a lot of people. Yeah, like yeah, active, once. active clients at one time. So it's not like, you know, I, I need you, you to, to buy, buy a house, house this yeah, week. No. It's just, no, we work on an average of one, one client under contract every week. Yeah, and so it's a it's a constant top grading effort, right? You're helping people get to that point, and then you're um, helping them to the finish line, but also refocusing on who can I help next is the goal. Mm-hmm. And so to that point, Jen, you're so right. Like in March, I had um, two homes that went under contract where it should have been four, but then I was able to reevaluate the week over week, and then in that first week of April, I had 
I had kept doing my activities all of March, even though it was slow. And even though I was feeling down and, you know, all those things. And then I was able to convert the five that had been building up throughout the month of March to now support the month of April. So I think that's a great point is that even if you're not seeing it, like Emily said, week after week, like maybe the monthly check-in will work for you because you just need to know that if you're showing up and doing the work, it's not for nothing. And I know a lot of times the three of us talk about it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen any progress in like weeks. Am I ever going to sell a house again? And like the motivation is yes, you will. But it's only if you know that you're showing up and for yourself, that's a big piece of it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, and there was something Emily talked about before we even started the podcast today, which I'll let her share in just a second. But she did talk about too, like to influence, and it really stuck with me. So to influence your next year, to actually review the year before. Mm -hmm. And John Maxwell talks about that too. He says Mm -hmm. every year, right after Christmas, he's like itching to get into his office and he sits down with his appointments, whether it be in his Google calendar or what, what have you. And literally reviews every single appointment that he went on. Now, I'll be honest, I have not done this task yet. That sounds like a really big task. But I could see the benefit of that, whether it's looking at how much time you spent at work versus what was with family. Emily can expand on it. So I saw this thing that said, basically, um, it was talking about blocking out social media, blocking out other people when you're setting these goals to really, you know, set them for yourself. And they said one good way to do that was to take your iPhone and if you're setting like a one year goal, a one year goal, scroll back in your photos one year ago and scroll through, just scroll through that year of photos. You'll see like everything that you did over the last year, how much your kids have changed over the last year. You know, it's a good reminder of how much time a year is, but also like how much can slip by if you're too busy doing other things. Um, And then the same thing with five years, scroll back in your phone five years or maybe it's your social media feed like whatever you use to go back and look at old pictures scroll back five years and then come to today and see how long that is see how much can change and it gives you a more realistic expectation for setting those goals because I think sometimes you're like oh a five-year plan like well five years isn't really that long like is this realistic but then you you go back and you really look at where you were five years ago yeah and you realize like just how much you can do same thing with a year ago you go back and you look and you're like wow so much has changed since then what can I do in the next year yeah well and that as soon as you described it that way I feel like that even resonated with me more because I think that's kind of how my mind works but then I related Mm -hmm. it back to what John Maxwell had shared and I could see how that's so beneficial to helping yourself grow as a businesswoman and then also just supporting what your goals are at home because it gives you a good reflection for again why am I doing what I'm doing why is this important to me Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to do that for myself and hold myself to doing that taking more time to slow down you know it's really cliche but you see it I'm sure on Instagram or you've seen it in the past and it's like where you are today is probably exactly where you hoped you'd be a year ago if not further along and if you can't always take time to appreciate those things then you get lost in the shuffle and I know when I take time to slow down it's like I've uh, been able to accomplish more in my business a year later than I ever Mm -hmm. even thought and that goal plan I mean to that point I think it's a great way to champion yourself self as well to kind of take going do a year in review you know um what does that look like were you able to adhere to not just the professional goals but the personal goals you know um because what we're trying to do here is you know aim aim to find that balance and I think we constantly are you know on the pursuit of that um, well, Jen, so. you just made me think of something. Let's talk about something that a lot of people don't put into our their business plans. I'm going to throw you guys for a loop. We oh didn't plan boy. on this one. <laughs> um, you know, 
I think with your business plan, great point. You got to take that a step further. A lot of that's with your personal goals and with your family. Um, but our team leader was a good example of this. And it's talking about too, like how many days off are you going to have a week? If you mm. are an entrepreneur, you know, you're going to plan ahead for that. How many vacations can you work into your year so that you're getting that downtime for yourself? Because if you're not doing that in advance, just like if you're not planning in advance, you're never going to make time for it. No, so you, because hasn't life just gotten to be just so busy, whether it's with kids activities oh or us managing kind of that everyday juggle. Life is, I would argue, way more fast paced. Mm-hmm. And so you, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I think it's easier to plan vacations and days off. Do you guys like in our (laughs) line of work? Cause I'm like, if it's, if it's a vacation, like I'm going right. Like (laughs) it's booked. We're out of here. Um, but if it's just like, Oh, you know, I'm going to try not to work on Sundays for me. I have a hard time holding that boundary. Yeah. Well, that's like in our time is our currency episode, right? Mm -hmm. I know we talked about, it's our, always our goal. We put on time blocking. Um, but I agree with you. It's hard because it's something you could easily move around and say, okay, well, it's just like one Sunday. Like I can Mm -hmm. have all of this other time with the kids, which I think is fine every now and then. But I've been trying to do that better too. And, uh, when I looked back in my year in review in, what year is it? 2023. So in 2022, I hardly worked a Saturday and Sunday. Really? Physically. Like I worked at home. I worked on my computer. Mm -hmm. I leveraged showing partners. I I would have to get a number for you, but I rarely worked like a a physical Saturday and Sunday. And so that was, that was obviously like somewhat a goal, but it was more kind of like making it work as I went. Mm -hmm. Now that's like an actual practice in my business where it's like, now I need, uh, I'm going to put in the systems and plan accordingly and do that again, because if I do it right, then I know that's more time where I feel just more balanced with the kids doing the right business, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like you said, like, I think in our business, it's really hard to truly be off, right? Even if we go on vacation, we're still taking care of our clients that are here. We're scheduling them to go out with our agent partners and that sort of thing. And I do love that about our business that we can do it from anywhere. But I do think that it's It's important to draw those boundaries sometimes. It's hard. I mean, we talked about this the other day. I know we're even getting (laughs) off topic, um, but it's, you know, even when we're in labor and having babies, (laughs) Emily's going to be having a baby soon. I've had three babies since being in real estate. I can't, I'm not on the same page with you guys here. No, but there was no way. You guys are super... I mean, you know, but it's true heroes. that you can never really check out. And yeah. granted, do we prioritize our family and are we enjoying the birth of our babies? 1000%. But in this business, Sometimes you have to sit there a while. So you might as well send an email. You know? <laughs> totally. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to be in labor a long time. Like, let's convert some contracts here. <laughs> let's get something done. Like, but it's a, good, it's a good point, right? Like you can never check out. So if you can at least, um, you know establish some boundaries in whatever your business is to support your goal, still hit your goal, but give yourself some time to catch up with this busy life. Like Jen said, then I think that that is the key to success. Granted, we're all still trying to figure that out. It's not perfect, but we're excited to share it with you guys along the way. I I do think we need to treat it as there, there isn't really an end goal. There's a constant kind of revisiting of what that, and you guys, I think will find that as the kids get a little bit older, um, you will constantly have to revisit those goals. And by the way, Jay and I are not always on the same page with those goals. So it, it's also about like, You're okay, <laughs> I, you don't say. I don't, I'm just telling the truth. Maybe, maybe some people kind of are not as transparent about that, but I think the importance of me being successful in this business is as much about how Jay supports me in those goals, you know? Um, so yeah, 
I, I totally just sidebarred on us. But. Well, I just show up in front of Paul and I'm like, hey, this is my goal. You can get on board or not. That's, that's amazing. But <laughs> get see, on the I ship kind of get off the ship. Okay? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit trickier for me because Jay had, you know, we kind of had life set up. And, you know, when you're working around a pilot schedule, see, you to me still, you, Paul may as well be a pilot because he's in and out of town so much. Because he has to travel a lot. But I think if your family goals are not consistent with it, I, and I don't know. No, maybe I'm over. No, you're, you're here. very right. I just laugh because I should plan more on that front. That's what I'm going to hold myself accountable to. But I just more like I have all these like dreams. Well, I put them while all we're together. here, how's tennis lessons going? Tennis. Or pickleball. What were you doing? Oh, I'm going to yeah. play pickleball. <laughs> I'm going to play pickleball. But you know what, guys? She has done swimming lessons every damn morning. Hey, and no, they I started did, I, She even jumped in the pool the other morning. <laughs> I did. Okay, really quick. So I did. I told, I told all of you, all of our listeners, hope you're all here, <laughs> that I was going to start like working out, playing pickleball, riding my Peloton. I decided to sell my Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going well. But, but I am still committed to the pickleball and exercising because I'm like, I truly never feel better. So check in with me again next week. Okay, okay we will. <laughs> I did have to jump in the pool at the survival swim lessons though. Yeah. So this is Bree's beautiful hair, you know, pool hair. You, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Um, so guys, just to round it out, I think what we're trying to express is how we kind of set those yearly goals, how we back into them, um, and how really in the overall scheme of things, any, any entrepreneurial business has to do the same, um, in terms of surviving. But as the message has been throughout all of our podcasts thus far, um, remaining really true to what that picture of success looks like for you. And for me, I think it's important to impart the message of not being nervous to feel like, okay, I'm off track here. Be it that it is your, you know, in your business plan, be it that it is at home, being brave enough to call yourself on it and get back on track, you know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So guys, I hope that you got something to take away from this and that you can hopefully soak in some of these pieces of advice, (laughs) tidbits. I had to think of the word to, again, identify yourself as a businesswoman, hold yourself accountable to your business because I would be, you know, guaranteed to say that it's something to be proud of and you have a lot of runway in front of you. So we're excited to keep sharing more. Yeah. Have an awesome week, guys. See you next week.